0: welcome everyone to all about windows phone insight podcast number 157 we're recording this on the 20th of october 2015 i'm steve litchfield with me the ever popular Rafe blanford
1: oh well i'm not sure about that but thank you very much steve bit later than usual on recording so excuse us for any stumbles uh, skype and my computer have been playing up this end but steve's been very patient with me as he always is uh, quite a bit to talk through this week exciting uh windows 10 mobile news as ever and a few revisits of uh, topics that we've been talking about recently i believe steve
0: yes yes and some breaking news actually as, as we prepared to go on air um, gabe owl the uh uh, Microsoft head honcho in charge of uh, platform updates has just revealed there's a brand new build. Uh, build 10572 of Windows 10 Mobile is being launched to fastering insiders at about 10pm our time, which is about two hours after we've recorded this podcast. But uh, of course, I'll report on it on the site. Hopefully, I'll get something up overnight. And um, there is the same caveat, Rafe, uh, as in last week's build, which I think is 10- 10549, whereby partly in an attempt to to prototype how end users are going to upgrade from windows phone 8.1 to windows 10 mobile and partly because they've got a bug Uh, insiders had to go right back using the recovery tool to 8.1 and then upgrade from there um, which is a kind of a palaver and takes four or five hours in real time with lots of of spinning cogs and no doubt expletives uh, uttered but uh, it did, did work and i upgraded two of my devices here but for this bill one zero uh five seven two you've got to do it all over again because again you can't go from windows 10 to windows 10 but they have assured us that with one zero five seven five onwards you will be able to just update in place but i dare i ask if any of your devices have had either update
1: i've actually uh, had the previous update uh, which I installed by, as you say, doing the reset and going back, cause I thought it was a, a good time to do that. I haven't yep. had much of a chance to play with it, but uh things do look to be in, in pretty promising shape. And uh indeed, there, as you say, there's this uh, update that's now uh, scheduled to happen. So perhaps I'll, I'll wait, wait for that before sort of switching to it. and uh, As Steve has sort of talked about several times, I've never actually really used it as my main device. It's always been a secondary device for me, but I'm wondering whether you know this weekend might be the time to to give it a go as my main device if i can get that update installed without too many problems in the in the next few yeah. days because it does feel like it's getting to that point where we're very close indeed um uh, probably still fair to say yes it's the insider so it's a beta and all of that and there's a bit of time to go because of course it's not just about when the new device come out which is sort of November time it's actually when this uh, update is released for all the existing devices which is maybe a little few months down the road but in terms of feature completeness and the code base yeah, that should be finalized about now if it's going to get onto, you know, the Lumia 950 and the 950 XL. Um, no doubt there'll still be a few things to work through on, on certain devices, but I reckon we're getting pretty close to feature complete. And it's noticeable there's um, a couple of the app updates coming through as well in the last few days, uh, m- most of which have been relatively minor. But again, I think that's probably just about, you know, launch readiness, because given that we're now, let's say, uh, a month out, uh, That's the time at which, you know, this kind of lead time you'll need on the software for those phones
0: yeah yeah in fact i have actually been running 10549 on my lumia 1020 as my main Ooh. device for the last three or four days i really took the plunge i thought because they announced with this 10549 that uh lumia camera which is the critical app for the 1020 the one that does all the fancy oversampling down from the high resolution sensor and which is, hasn't been matched yet in the the default windows 10 mobile camera app lumia camera actually gets preserved in other words it doesn't get zapped out by the upgrade to windows 10 at first i thought right at last i need to take the plunge lunch the build is, is good enough for day-to-day use, but I will have to do a, the, the, a complete hard reset. I thought I, I can't just bring all my Windows 8.1 Lumia 1020 baggage with me, so I took the plunge, and I, I've been pretty happy with it. There there have been a few glitches and I was intending to write this up in the site in the next couple of days. Of course, now I'll have to do it with the new build, <laughs> which may hopefully, after a night of uh, spinning cogs, maybe even smoother still, but uh, I would say that with that proviso that you do at some point, do this hard reset, so you're basically treating your Windows 10 mobile almost as it would come off the production line with a lumia 950 or 550 or 950 xl in other words you're microsoft doing all this testing and there's there's a heavy emphasis as you say on getting things ready that it can go into production firmware where the the new users will turn it on and they will have this default clean install of 10 Mobile, which will have been tested to work smoothly. And that's what I'm trying to get close to by forcing a hard reset in this sort of my workflow here. And as you say, a few months down the road, they're going to have to have things rock solid so they can do all the over-the-air upgrades of people existing, lovingly created setups and t- uh, tile layouts and application settings. And they're going to have to try and find some way of preserving as much of that as possible. But initially, they just have to get a working clean install it's smooth slick and stable and i think i think they can do it i think they've got enough time i think they've got about two to three weeks to finish it all off and to say with this clean install and the hard reset on the lumia 1020 um i've been very very happy and dare i say it's the xenon uh, flagship for 2016 yeah it, it, it's
1: <laughs> it's interesting you say that steve because i think We've uh, actually seen some images and some details on the 950-950XL 950, 950 camera, which I, I suspect start to make the 1020 lack in other areas and actually there's it's things we've always talked about with that device yeah. the kind of the shot to shot time um I, i'm not going to dispute the kind of the some of the raw sensor stuff but in terms of the usable camera phone i think even steve is going to have to get round to admitting that perhaps the 1020 isn't everything um he might want it to be as shocking heresy as i say be, I heresy know, i know um but it's also interesting. I mean, with with this update, uh I, I spent a bit of time with it just on kind of the um you know, the flash version as it is. Um and then I did actually reset it and install from a backup all my old application settings. And it kind of surprised me uh, and it shouldn't have done that took a bit of time. There was something like two hundred odd downloads for it to work through and to process as a result of right. doing all of that. Um but it actually does feel like it comes out a phone that Feels quite ready to use, and of course has most of my apps, but not all of my data. Uh, but as I was watching it, it was interesting to see some apps, um, something like Microsoft Health, being a good example. Was not just uh, re-downloading and install the application; it also downloaded the necessary data from the cloud that had been backed up. And we've talked in the past how yeah. Microsoft yeah. makes provision for that. And it's obviously for developers to take advantage of. So it largely depends on you know which apps you're using. But that kind of thing, you know, obviously does get closer to what some of the other platforms doing and arguably in in some ways uh does it even better and sort of talks about that process and so you know there is an interesting discussion to be had around what are the expectations when you um update the you know the platform and you know windows phone 8.1 to windows 10 mobile is i would say amongst the biggest of updates that you'll see on any platform um i mean that's not just the visual thing there's also a lot of feature changes and so it feels a bit like um maybe uh ios 7 to 8 and 8 to 9 combined into a single update and i suppose that does reflect the fact we've been waiting a little bit of time for it um and so it's sort of inevitable that it's not going to be fantastically smooth but it's getting pretty close actually Um, and it'll be really interesting to see in the real world what do those in-place updates end up Looking like, and I think for most people, it's going to go pretty smoothly. Um, and you know, that's, that's good work from Microsoft. Um, as you say, obviously the kind of the uh, fresh install as it would be on a brand new device is obviously a little bit easier to do. Um, and very keen to try some of the new Windows 10 mobile hardware to because i think that will be the best experience of windows 10 mobile it, it always is going to be like that has been in previous versions um but although we sort of talked about it when we first heard about windows 10 mobile being available in in late summer or early autumn clearly it's not going to be that but i think the delay is well worthwhile if it results in something that's uh, a little bit easier for consumers and just as you know a bit more polished and ready
0: yeah, Next Gen reader has done an application I just wanted to highlight because that's a, another great example of something that where the developer has worked with the Microsoft APIs and you just restore the application from whether you're restoring from a backup or just because you want to reinstall it, having used it previously on a different device. And bang, you're signed in and there are all your feeds. It's just like magic. And, uh, and there's no real reason why every application and every game couldn't use those same APIs so that when you do your backup in your Windows 10 mobile settings, which works really, really well, by the way, that that does include all the stuff that we used to see on, for example, Apple iPhones, and they brag that they can drop their iPhone down a drain walk into an apple store sign in and then and everything just gets downloaded from the cloud or they plug into their pc via itunes and everything just appears right down to the last setting there's no reason really why exactly the same couldn't happen with windows phone and windows 10 mobile and i think that they are getting there they're about 80 percent the way there certainly the live tiles will come in nicely now and most of the system account settings you just enter your password and you're basically there but there are an awful lot of third party apps of course that still have to implement this
1: yeah. And it's not surprising that third-party apps won't always see the benefit in doing it. And indeed, you could argue on some apps, it's, it's hardly worth the effort involved. I suspect, um, you know, game saves and things like that does become a bit more important. And actually, a lot of those do have that kind of cloud integration, whether it's the Microsoft version or their own, doesn't really matter. Um But yes, it's nice to see a lot of, if you like, the inbuilt applications and the settings starting to respect that. And certainly it takes a headache and in Steve's world, probably the fun out of having to set up a new phone um, because actually it's all a fairly seamless process now.
0: I think I've had my fill of uh, setting up new phones (laughs) with these Windows 10 mobile bills. I think even I am sated. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on swiftly. um, uh, Over in Japan, uh, there's been an event and a whole bunch of... uh, I mean, this is is the grand Windows 10 world tour, really, but uh, a whole bunch of... Manufacturers were never, ever going to see in the West of announced Windows 10 mobile handsets. nuans launched the Neo with multiple finishes, i.e. wooden plastic or um, wooden polycarbonate on the same handset on the back, which looks really, really odd, but also striking in the same way. A third wave have launched the Diginos mobile. Uh, Vio, of course, spun off from Sony, uh, confirmed a handset is in quote development. Genesis, spelt the wrong way, have <laughs> launched a handset. And Freetail, you I have heard of, they launched the Katana 2. And all of these will be devices sold in Japan. I suspect they won't make their way very much further than Japan, but it's good to see a bit more momentum over there in uh, Asia. It is. And I suspect some of these devices might get
1: out into other Asian markets. Um, Freetail, for example, have actually sold their first Windows uh, phone device in a couple of a uh, uh, couple of countries this year. Um, but as you say, some of these are, uh, I think, probably focused on the domestic market. Uh, but it's kind of impressive in some senses that Microsoft has been able to drum up that level of interest. And uh, it's interesting looking through some of the uh, Japanese automatic translation, I should say, um, they're looking to differentiate it by providing extra services and accessories. I'm pretty sure that's a reference to Continuum. Uh, Veo didn't really show off a device but made a commitment to to doing one. But the uh, the Nuance, the Neo device, you know, did appear to be, uh, you know, finished in the sense that they'd come up with a design, they'd come up with a device, they weren't letting it into journalist's hand to be be demoed, they said there's still some work to do on it. Um, But it is very much going to be launched. And, you know, the, the Japanese market is actually a bit of an oddball in some ways. It spent a lot of time being very different to the rest of the world. These days, it, it is more Android and iPhone focused. But I suspect there is room for Windows 10 Mobile. And presumably, these companies wouldn't be making these kind of investments and decisions without having had a little bit of thought behind it. So I would kind of hope that we will see uh, some other companies or some of these devices um, come into, you know, the european and the u.s market Uh, i suspect it also indicates that there'll be other companies elsewhere in the world some of the non-japanese companies uh in asia india perhaps europe as well who will look to develop and launch their own handsets as well um we said this is all part of the question around you know how much interest how much momentum is there going to be behind uh windows 10 mobile it was also noticeable that um Asa were showing off uh, their Jade Primo device again. Um, that seems to be uh, making lots of uh, stops on the world tour, Steve. But all in all, kind of interesting to see that number of devices, and some of them were actually relatively high-end and uh, with support for Continuum, which isn't something we've seen very often from the uh, third-party, from the, the third and fourth-tier manufacturers before. So, uh, worth keeping an eye on and seeing how that develops. Absolutely. Yeah. um,
0: We did promise in the last podcast, Ray, we'd actually cover an article I wrote about a week and a half ago, but it's comparing... Uh, the Lumia 1520 to the Lumia uh, 950 XL, with the idea really being my core idea, I did uh, some scale uh, diagrams to show you this, the scale of the reduction in size and also, the, of course, some tabular breakdown of specifications. If we can just cover the form factor, r- Ray, first. The 1520, I think everyone agreed, was just a tiny bit too big, really. Um, a six-inch screen and a form factor to match. The, the five, 950 XL... Um, it's only a 0.3 inch shorter on the diagonal, but if you look at those two diagrams on the page, and people can go and look at the link, the link in the show notes, and the little, little pink guidelines I've put in the show, it's quite a reduction, especially in terms of the narrowness in the hand, and that you can probably get your fingers most of the way around it. Whereas the 1520 was a lay flat in the palm device, the 950 XL could all work, almost, a bit like the iPhone uh, 6S XL, be a device that you can carry relatively comfortably, I think.
1: Yeah I think it's very interesting this because there's long been a debate over what's the optimum size and for, purely from a personal point of view it feels like the devices have got a little bit too big but um, probably have uh, smaller hands than a lot of people and I prefer to be able to use device one-handed which is why uh, the 950 XL is still too big for me but you, you do this comparison and it's basically 10% down in terms of width on the 1520 and I do think that will make a significant difference it makes it just that little bit more you know accessible and the ability to use it either in one hand or actually to comfortably grip in one hand and then use the other hand um, those things really do matter and you know obviously this is also related to how big um, the bezel is and that's another area where the 950xl uh, kind of improves over the 1520 uh, It sort of got uh, the the combination of the design and actually I think just the tolerances on the screen are such that, you know, it's narrower than the kind of drop from six to 5.7 inches on the diagonal would suggest. And that's, you know, it, it is a, a very good thing. Um, I think people as always will have to go and see these devices in person. Um, it's very similar. I would say actually to the Nexus device that got announced recently with the 5 X and the 6 P Um Actually, they're smaller than you might suspect looking at them first time round. And actually, I think the same will be true, relatively speaking, of the 950, Um, you know, when people think about them, compare them to some of the existing devices. But it does bring up a good question, Steve. Do you think that 5.7 inch is kind of the the maximum size? Or that sweet spot where, you know, the larger screen devices will kind of cluster around with six inches just being a little bit too big. Because we saw quite a few devices, you know, get to that six inch barrier and even some beyond that. But if uh, I think we've actually seen a kind of uh, a fallback on these, uh, if you like, the fabric class devices to around, you know, 5.5 up to about 5.9 inches. And it's kind of notable that the 950 XL is sitting right in the middle there at 5.7 inches.
0: I think we probably have, and there's definitely definitely a use case for what we're still going to call phablets, I guess, even though I hate the term. Um, Certainly devices, I guess, appropriate for people with large jacket pockets or handbags or man bags or something, but uh, I do still think the absolute sweet spot is still in the 5-inch to 5.2-inch screen. I mean, for example, we saw things like the... um, the sony uh z5 which is 5.2 inch we've got the, the lumia 950 which i think is about 5.2 inches itself and that's that's the one i'm going to be using as my main device in december hopefully i think that's the one i'll, I'll actually want to carry around day to day the 950 xl like the 1520 before it um, it's, it's slightly more manageable but it's still it's still not something i want to pick up and have on my belt or in my pocket or in my top shirt pocket all day long it's just that tiny bit too much it's too much at every turn the 950 is in that sweet spot and if people think of things like the Lumia 930 this is because the 950 is a very very similar um, form factor with slightly smaller bezels and of course lighter as well I think then that that the 930 stroke 830 stroke i don't know what i forgot even the is about a tiny bit too small so we're, we're everything's kind of converging on that small bezel five inch to 5.2 inch sweet spot and i think the 950 is the one for me but the 950 XL has still got plenty to offer
1: yeah i think that's right I, I, like you i would actually opt for the smaller screen even knowing that's a, a step down in some other specs um it's actually only about the processor on the lumia devices um but we've seen it sort of with the Nexus devices, we've seen it with the iPhone, these two categories of devices, which if you look at the specs aren't actually that far apart in screen size, but it's interesting that extra half inch of screen really does change it, in my opinion, from something that's predominantly a one-handed device to something that it starts to make more sense to use a second, you know, a second hand. But at the same time, you can see for certain use cases like watching video or maybe office productivity, the bigger screen certainly has very real benefits. Um, I suspect having come from the era of smartphones sitting in one hand, I'm always going to fa- favour those uh, smaller devices. And you know, having ready access to a, a tablet probably also plays into that. But I do find it interesting. For a long time, there was this gradual inflation of uh, screen size. And, you know, as I said, the boundaries were pushed right back arguably beyond what was comfortable to to hold one-handed or or, you know it always used to be around that 3.5 inch size and even before then it was was smaller than that but we do seem to have settled on these two screen sizes and as you say it's 5 to 5.2 inches and then let's say sort of i'd say 5.6 up to 5.8 inches and of course actually i wouldn't necessarily read too much into the exact screen size on the diagonal because it's Actually, what it is with the bezel and what it feels like the perception in the hand because i think as we all know uh, you can have a physical measurement but it can feel slightly different in the hand because of rounded edges or some materials and so yeah it is one of those you know you have to hold a device in the hand before you really understand how big it is or and what it's going to be like for you um of course that basically does come down to the, the the physical side but it is possible to shade it either way with uh clever design features and i think that's something that uh, HTC and Apple have done very successful with their respective hardware. And it's interesting to see that uh, Microsoft has kind of moved away from some of the curved edges on its latest devices. And I do suggest that may make the devices feel a little bit thinner, even if it lose some of that beauty of that kind of curved polycarbonate body language that has been sort of so attractive in its devices recently. And it did that first, really, with the kind of the 830 and to an extent 930 as well. Um, and I think that experiment was successful because the 830, I always felt, was actually one of the, those handsets that felt smaller than it actually was, um, whereas you look at something like the 1520, I would argue it's one of those handsets that actually felt bigger than it really was, <laughs> which didn't help the fact it already had a six-inch screen size, so it's interesting. I mean, going going through the in this article, Steve, you also talked about other advantages that the 950 XL would have over the 1520 in terms of hardware, are there any particular highlights that you draw out? I mean, you have talked about a few in the article, but ones you'd pick out for the podcast.
0: Well, I, I would mention the camera. People will know I'll mention that. And of course, the camera is a big step up in terms of aperture and, and image processing power and the sensor sensitivity. But I want to leave that for another week in another podcast because that we could get whole sidetracked there for another <laughs> half an hour. Um, the, the, the processor is interesting. Going The 810, Snapdragon 810, benchmarks around twice as fast as the Snapdragon 800 and the Limit 1520. And you think, well, sh- will that make the entire interface run twice as fast? Not necessarily. Um, but I think it will have a big impact on things like web browsing and Office document handling, which can be a tiny bit tardy sometimes, even on the Snapdragon 800 under Windows 10 Mobile. Um, most of the interface is kind of driven by transitions and effects, and, and there are other bottlenecks, into, including memory and band- your cellular and Wi-Fi bandwidth, of course. But uh, I think the generally you're about, about, maybe a 50%... Uh, speed improvement for the 1520 going up to the 950 xl and 50 percent is not to be sneezed at especially if you're a professional want to do things in a hurry
1: yeah and that, that's going to be in certain situations i mean it's probably worth bearing in mind that the 950 is having to push many more pixels around its screen because it's a uh, high resolution than the 1520 but also windows 10 mobile i think will potentially offer some performance differences and actually, the capability of the apps and the office suites being obvious examples are, are much better. So I think if you're you know, editing a very big Excel document, you'll probably find it faster on the 950 XL than, say, the 1520. I mean, you already opened up the example of web browsing. I would say perhaps uh, gaming and working with videos is another area where you know, you're basically pushing the resources of the phone extra hard. And, and that's where it's going to offer an advantage. Um you know, the the display I've kind of mentioned is kind of an upgrade from the 1520. Um, we could talk about Pentile and 4040p versus <laughs> RGB on the 1080p, but I still think it does represent a bit of an upgrade from the 1520. To be fair, we'll have to wait to see it uh, in person to kind of really do that but there are some of those features of windows 10 mobile like continuum and like the windows hello with the iris scanner it means there's you know there's actually good reasons to upgrade from the 1520 to the 950 xl not just from these physical size things we've been talking about and uh, yeah i think rightly identify the camera and as i said there have been some sample shots but we're going to talk about that, i think in a, a future podcast once we've got a bit more information but i think the the thing to say there it's looking very promising from the information and the camera samples that we have seen steve
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um just i would emphasize though the, the the title of my piece kind of gave the, the focus to the whole thing and that whatever the other incremental improvements which i would say overall are perhaps not enough to make a 1520 owner upgrade i keep coming back to this mm. you shave seven millimeters off the side of the thing and all of a sudden it's, it's it is not a phone that you have to keep apologizing for every day uh, the 950 xsl just as with the iphone 6s and um a plus and the iphone 6 plus which have been very much accepted into mainstream culture i think this 950 xl will be seen in exactly the same light and it's roughly the same size so uh yeah i think that seven millimeters was absolutely crucial
1: yeah i agree i think a 10 percent difference well it's not actually quite 10 but 8 percent, make makes a big difference to just how that handset feels in the hand and how it will be perceived by by consumers
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, one final thing before we finish. um The I did do a camera head-to-head. In fact, I've done several camera head-to-heads since last week. I've rather overdone it, Rafe. I've had to apologise and tell people <laughs> I won't be doing another one till December, just to get them off my back. But uh, I have had the uh, iPhone 6s and also the Xperia Z5 in for a view, and I've actually got a Nexus 5x as well. But i don't do a comparison with that because I'll get slaughtered. But uh basically, I've done. I did a five-way comparison. Of the uh, Lumia 1029 30, uh, the Z5, at uh, the iPhone, and uh, one other I can't remember. Anyway, the the Lumia 1020 did come out on top, which people won't necessarily be surprised <laughs> at because I was. It, if you fa- if you think about it, it's got a monster sensor and optical image stabilization, and a Zen and flash. It's going to win in every use case. Um, obviously, it's much much slower in terms of uh, camera performance, and I did note all of that. And yes, that the big takeaway from my comparison is not that the 1020 won yet again but the fact that the iphone 6s and xperia z5 weren't that far behind and it just shows how close the modern sensors and the modern modern chipsets have got in terms of closing that gap the 1020 isn't now a mile down the road it's just a few hundred meters down the road and the others are catching up um, and with the 950 xl and the 950 with exactly the same camera in it and the latest pure view enhancements and latest sensor and the latest algorithms and the triple led flash etc and fifth generation ois i think we could be seeing a situation whereby despite my beloved 1020 taking all the honors at the, even today in late 2015 i think the camera comparison just before christmas christmas might just see a new winner and it mm. might be the device i'm using day to day
1: so one of the questions i want to ask you is i mean accepting that the 1020 uh, if you're just looking at the imaging performance is uh, if not the winner certainly it's it's very close or round if you take into account the overall factors, and it, it is some of the cons you identified about, you know, being slow to launch, the focus speed, shot to shot speed, that kind of thing any, as yeah. well, would you choose one of the others as a you, if you could only choose one camera phone? Or would the, I mean, I think I probably already know the answer to this, but um, is the a, is a <laughs> 1020, you know, ignoring other features because of course um when you're choosing a smartphone it's not just about the camera performance but given kind of those other characteristics i would argue are just as important when you're trying to capture that right photo um i think the you know the rest of the Uh, smartphone part has already been answered we know the 1020 is a couple of years old and that certainly has an impact on on those things and windows phone arguably is is weaker in some of those areas anyway but just looking purely at the camera and it's not just still performance i'm talking about the overall experience of the camera
0: which one would you choose uh, the iPhone's success is pretty impressive. It just it launches so quickly and takes shots so quickly. I mean, it's something like three or four shots per second in burst mode. And just you can do this just on a whim. Now, the 950 and 950 XL are reckoned to be getting on for that kind of performance level. And that, that's the kind of thing you want. If you've got something happening, a kid's doing something cute in front of you, And you haven't got an HTC One M7 from three years ago with the capture the moment before you press the shutter button feature. Um, And modern phones don't tend to have that. I mean, you've got the option of, well, are you shooting video? In which case you can do that and take out a frame later. But it's not ideal. And it's not very high resolution on the 1020. And the 1020 itself has got this sort of contrast-based autofocus. And that is absolutely key. And these modern devices like the iPhone 6S, like the Xperia Z5, like the Nexus 5X I've got here, and like the two Lumias 950 and 950XL, They've got this phase detection autofocus, where you have phase um, or autofocus pixels scattered around the sensor, and it actually looks at the phases of light and the, the the way the light's coming in. And maybe that's that deserves an article in its own right. But it's much much faster. And if you've ever tried to focus anything on a limit twenty, you can. It's up to about a second while it you know the, the lens tracks in and out, and it works out where the maximum contrast is on whatever you happen to be focusing on. And if it's a kid jumping around or a dog jumping around, there isn't that one moment because it keeps changing. Yeah second by second but the the pdaf the phase detection autofocus locks on in about i'm tempted to say about 20th or a 10th of a second which is fast enough that dog jumps in the air or kid jumps in the air or does a handstand and you you pr- half press the shutter it focuses in the 10th of a second and then takes the shot and that is actually fast enough to get the moment um, and perfectly focused so i think that might be the one big feature that tempts me away from my beloved Zenin.
1: Yeah, and I'd I'd agree with that assessment. I actually find the modern smartphones with that extra performance and just that picture taking scenario, it being more flexible is is what wins out for me. Um, And I'm very, very keen, therefore, to see what the 950 does, because I think it will have some of the special source that um, the Lumia teams and the... Nokia imaging and the Microsoft imaging teams have put in recently and each time you know they produced a flagship device they have broken new ground and done things that no one else has done or done them better than anyone else and all of these manufacturers really are, are working with the same raw tools in terms of the sensors and some of the technology that's available but it does feel that a lot of the time Uh, Microsoft and those Lumia devices have been able to be well positioned to exploit them but I suppose the one thing we could could celebrate in general that I think because uh, Nokia early on pushed it so hard and that's continued on with the Lumia line and, and with Microsoft you know the whole realm of smartphone photography has come on immeasurably more than I expected it to and I would argue it's actually one of the areas of smartphones that have developed faster and more notably and to better effect for the end consumer than almost any other if you look at the rest of things you know there hasn't been all that much change since the introduction of the slab smartphones and Sure, the processes have got faster there's high resolution screens and yes there's more memory but in terms of real impact on what you're getting out of the phone, what you're able to do with it, I, I think the cameras have advanced more than anything else. And a lot of that has been, you know, driven by kind of that, that pioneering work by, by Nokia and the imaging team. So credit to them. Kind of really excited to see what they cooked up next, which isn't really related to your, uh, iPhone 6s, uh, Lumia 1020 comparison, and honestly, um I, I would choose an iPhone 6s over the 1020 any time for taking photos, just because of that, you know, the the performance in terms of speed and things like that. But uh, yeah, it does does kind of whet the appetite for what's coming later in the year.
0: Okay, uh, we were kind of out of time, Rafe. I wanted to give you some homework for next week, if I may. Absolutely. Know, you, you you have admitted that you haven't you got Windows 10 Mobile in any build as your main device, and you haven't used it yet. Shame on you. After the last three or four months it's been out yet and you've stuck resolutely to 8.1 in your main smartphone. So is it possible that you could get one of your devices onto build 10572 from tomorrow onwards after it's been launched during our night? Um, and then we use it for two or three days as your main device. Is that is that possible?
1: I think that's, uh, that's entirely reasonable. I, I should point out, although I describe it as not being on my main device, that really just means I preserve my 830 in its sort of unupdated state. And I've actually had access to the others and been using them as kind of a smartphone. And in some cases, the SIM has sort of come out for a, a few days. But when I say the main one, it's switching over and actually using it properly. But yes, I will make a concerted effort to use it a little bit more over the next week or so once i've got this uh, update installed and i will report back i mean don't get me wrong i really enjoyed using windows 10 mobile and i can really see uh, you know the great things that it offers and particularly now it's getting more stable and some of the more irritating bugs have gone away so yes that sounds like a very good bit of homework and give me an excuse to waffle on about something else next week
0: I'm sure we'll find something. We we, we always manage to. Um, we'll sign off for now. Thank you very much for listening. I'll let Ray say goodbye as well.
1: Yeah, goodbye from me as well. Thanks as ever for listening, and don't forget to tune in next time.